What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 134 on how to tap into real estate with less than a thousand dollars. What's going on, millionaires? And welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks. And today we're going to be talking about tapping into real estate, right? Because real estate is a market that a lot of people are tapping into. And a lot of people are just spectating and and sideline watching and just wishing that it could be them. But I'm here to tell you that it can be you. So I want to tell you on how you can invest in the real estate with less than a thousand dollars and turn it into a multi six figure business if that's the direction that you want to take it. But before we get into today's episode, I definitely want to let you know that this is a pen and pad type of flow today. You're going to be hearing some immense value, some immense gems. So I want to make sure that you are in a place today, specifically for this episode, where you can take notes, you can really write it down, you can really be involved and engaged in the information that I'm giving you, and you can go back and look at it, listen to it, and really start to apply these things literally today. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. All right. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world. Of course, thanks to each and every one of you who have tuned in and been rocking with me since day one. We are on episode 134, which means the podcast is literally over, you know, 140 plus episodes. If you include all the bonuses and you include, you know, those types of things that we was doing in the past, you know, we, we, we got some skin in the game now. So for you all to be a part of the show week in, week out, it is a huge blessing to see you guys returning every single week. Now, remember, this is the only place to keep in mind and get tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dream. Now, I want to start off with telling you guys a little bit about my real estate journey, right? So I walked away from my corporate job, turned self-employed. And of course, you know, I didn't anticipate when I left my job that, you know, this this entrepreneurial life was going to be so. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Practical or, you know, um, you know, steadfast things will go smooth or it will be very predictable. That's the word that I'm looking for. Predictable. It absolutely was not predictable. It was a lot of ups and downs. It was a lot of guesswork. It was a lot of failing, a lot of making mistakes. And one of the things that I've learned in that, you know, in the business, in the industry that I was in, which was financial education and things like that, there are peak times and there are seasons in which, you know, things go really well. And then there are seasons where things really slow down and stop. I was in a season where things slowed down and almost stopped to where income slowed bills caught up, right? As the income decreased, bills pretty much seemed to be increasing at this point. So I had a decision that I had to make. Do I go back to this nine to five corporate type of job? Do I go back to, you know, working in the industry that I like, but I didn't really like the hours. Um, so I had a decision to make and all I know is I had an interest. All I had was an interest in real estate. Uh, and it was a point where I had pretty much $500 to spare on, you know, 
investments and, and things of that nature. Right. And I ended up connecting with some really great friends of mine that were also doing something similar to what I was interested in. But they opened my eyes to a whole nother avenue and a whole nother vehicle that we can use as far as learning how to jump into real estate, minus the procrastination, minus the hours of of schooling and, and, and taking courses, minus the the um, the time it takes to hurry up and, you know, and save up 30 to forty five thousand dollars to invest in your first property like they they found a way to pretty much take away all of that. And make it practical for people like you and I to get into real estate, you know, in a very practical way. So 14 months later, you know, I've generated over one point two million dollars in revenue, eight to ten properties contracted each and every single month. And I'm aiding in over a dozen flip projects and countless buy and hold acquisitions to my team and to other investors that really come to me on the daily for new types of investment properties that they can put their money into. And that has been a huge blessing that in such a short amount of time, my life can just pretty much churn and do a 180 just by applying certain principles and applying certain work ethics and habits and things of that nature. And of course, I started with my mind and we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, I really want to take the time to make it clear on why I'm sharing this with you, right? Because you all may not be interested in real estate. You may not even have thought as real estate as something possible for you to get into right now. Some of you may have probably been wondering how you can get into real estate. And you're probably like, well, I, I don't have a job that will pay me enough where I can save a lot of money. So, I, you know, taking the time to save 45000 or whatever case may be, may be impractical or I don't have the time to go back to school and get my realtor's license. I'm here to tell you that. That is all about the change with today's content. And if you are new to the show, if you are new to even the ideal or concept of real estate and why real estate is important, I'm here to change that as well. Because in the beginning, if you really think about it, in the beginning, all wars were fought over land and resources, land and resources, which if you put it down into one melting pot, you mix it up and you let it dry and cool off. It just boils down to real estate. Wars were fought over real estate. Who can own certain amount of land and resources? So if you understand that real estate was literally the cause to 99.9% of the wars fought in the beginning of time. And even if you think about it now, you know, you'll, you'll look at real estate as a generational wealth tool, a generational wealth vehicle, and something that is easily passed down through generations and generations. It is a tool and a key to time freedom, essentially, especially buy and holds. Like it is literally something that you can use when you have a property that you're holding and you're think, getting things like rents or short term leases, whatever the case may be. Like you're now creating passive income that creates more and more time freedom for you to do the things that you love with your loved ones or just for yourself. Right. And it also it can be used to help others who are in a similar situation. That, you know, I was once in. That's another reason why I'm here today, because I didn't have someone that, you know, made this so blindly or, or so clearly put to me. I was pretty much blind to the whole concept or this whole avenue or lane of real estate. I thought that, you know, it was only two ways that you can get into real estate. 
And what I learned is people like myself, people who have little time to invest, little money to invest, were isolated, right? And what I mean by isolated is you don't have friends or family that are tapped into the industry to give you all the the hacks and the tips and tricks on how to get into real estate the best way possible. And it all boils down to not having like the slightest idea on how to get started. That is why I'm bringing this episode to you. And I think it's fitting for the last episode of season three as well, you know, really bringing this type of value to you guys. So again, I want to make sure that you guys are either recording this, you know, if you're driving, plan to come back to this episode with a pen and paper. If you have your pen and paper, awesome. Get ready to take some valuable notes. So of course, It wouldn't be the Million Dollar Mind podcast without million dollar actions. So I'm about to give you guys some free game and some actions that you can take today because everything that I'm about to tell you can be self-taught. You can literally go on Google. You can go to YouTube. You can literally research every bit of what I'm about to say and figure this out and literally turn your dreams into your realities and literally be like me, right? In 14 months, you know, generate the amount of revenue that I've generated in such a short amount of time. So step one, and what I'm about to break down to you guys is months and months of hard work, paying attention, failing. I've created this playbook that can be used now and I use to this day to pretty much duplicate the same results every single time. I figured out a way to get consistent results and I documented and created this playbook to make sure that I'm firm on creating and, uh, you know, generating those same results and I can help others do the same. So do not take this slightly, take this very seriously because this is the same exact playbook that I use myself to generate the revenue that I generate every single month. Step one of the side hustle to empire playbook is going to be the accelerator mindset. You gotta, it's all about mindset. And as you're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, you know I'm always going to start with mindset. And every single guest, we're talking about mindset. What mindsets do you have to apply? What a mindset you need to apply to this in particular, I like to call is the Garden of Eden. You gotta first pull out all the negative weeds and start to plant some positive seeds for growth in your mind. And That is going to be investing in your education, heavily, heavily, heavily investing into your education. Uh, I talked uh, about these books plenty of times on my social media pages. But for those who are following me strictly on this podcast platform, here it is. Two books that you definitely want to invest in when getting into real estate. The first one is going to be Negotiating Real Estate by Carol and John Scott. I believe it's John Scott, but the Scots, right? The Scots. Look up the Scots is a blue and yellow book negotiating real estate. You can find it on Amazon. You can literally find it anywhere and order that book. The reason why I love that book for starters is because it's going to give you all the terms and lingos. It's going to teach you what concessions are, what type of offer terms to create for your sellers, all kinds of stuff that you pretty much expect to get if you were to take a course to become a realtor like there, the, the couple that wrote the book. They're both realtors and they pretty much go into the experience of realtors of being realtors. And they even give you some case studies that is jam packed full of gems and value. So that's the first book, Negotiating Real Estate. The second book is Never Split the Difference. Now, the reason why I love Never Split the Difference is, you know, it's not even a real estate book. It's just a jam packed sales value book. Like 
all real estate is, is sales and relationships, sales and relationships. I put emphasis on the two because even when you're not selling, you're selling because you're either buying or you're selling. Even when you're buying, you should be selling. You should be selling your pitch. You should be selling your price and why you need it at the price that you want. And when you get that, when you learn that, when you learn the importance of sales and always be selling, you're going to be a much further. uh, You're going to always have the best deals. You're going to have the best bargain. You're going to get the best bang for your buck. And that's the reason why I like never split the difference, because as a hostage negotiator, that's what he is. Uh, Chris Voss, the author, is a hostage negotiator for the FBI, but he goes through these transferable skills and tactics and negotiations that you can use for negotiating anything. Anything, not just real estate. So you even want to pick that book up if you're not interested in real estate. You're going to get a lot of gems that can be transferable to anything that you want to be successful in. Right. So that's going to be the first part of the accelerator mindset. And the second part is going to be the rebranding phase. You are going to have to enter a phase of rebranding and re-identifying who you are and how people perceive you. But before you rebrand who you are on the outside, you have to rebrand who you are on the inside before you can convince people that this is now who you are. This person that's interested and invested into real estate, you have to convince yourself that you're capable of achieving that. You have to convince yourself not as I'm trying to be a real estate investor is I am a real estate investor. So now you're entering this process or this phase of rebranding and recreating your self identity. Step two. Step two is the side hustle blueprint. I'm about to give y'all the keys to the side hustle blueprint because this phase right here is built around building your confidence up. Because when you start getting into this this area of real estate, which is called wholesaling, some of you may not know what wholesaling is before I get into step two, just to kind of frankly put it, everything in this world, especially in uh, a capitalistic society. Everything is wholesale because there is retail exists for a reason. Our retailers, our Macy's, our our Kohl's, our Marshall's, our Family Dollar, like any store that you go to that has retail, uh, Walmart, Publix, they got it at a wholesale price because they are the whole purpose of them buying it is to make money, but they have to buy it at a wholesale price. So that's what wholesaling is, buying it at one price to be able to sell it at a retail price. You can do the same thing for real estate. And I was like, wow, this whole time I thought that there was only one way to get into real estate. And here these people are telling me that I can get into real estate by wholesaling properties. Right. So I'm about to show you on how you can make huge profits in real estate without even taking ownership of the property, without even have to pay fees for real, for real. So step two, the side hustle blueprint is getting these things in order is super important because it helps build your uh, your confidence up. And it even plays a huge part into that rebranding phase as well on the self-identity portion of that. So the first one is figuring out how to obtain a proof of funds and an info packet. The reason why the proof of funds and info packet is super important is because you're going to use this literally to position yourself as someone that's more serious and more professional than your competition. Because I would say a good seven to eight times out of ten. Other people who are talking to the potential seller that you are talking to is not sending their clients a proof of funds and info packet. So when you have one and you can send it, you can literally use that as your leverage. Well, I'm not sure if they send you this, but I want you to look, want you to know I'm super serious. So I want to even let you know that you're not wasting your time with doing business with me. 
So I'm going to send you over a proof of funds that shows that I have the funds to be doing business with you and that I'm qualified with information about my company and about myself. That's where that info packet comes in. A lot of people are not sending these things out. And the things about our sellers is they're very visual people. They like to see things. They like to see because as most people, we like to see things in front of us, whether it's on the computer or uh, info packet that you send in the mail. They like to see these things because every time they see it, now they're thinking about you. So it's another way to have the seller thinking about you and you on the top of their mind. The second one that you want to obtain is contracts and not just obtain contracts, but understand and overstand your contracts. Little pro tip, the leaner the contract, the better it is for you to seal the deal. The leaner the contract, the better it is for you to seal the deal. You may have a familiarity of real estate contracts that may be 12 pages long. Well, the reason why they're that long is because those most likely are realtor contracts. You're looking at properties that have been sold on the market, on your Zillow's, on your MLS's, on your Redfin, Realtor.com's, things of that nature. They have to be that long because there are rules and regulations to selling properties on market. I'm about to show you a, a method of acquiring off market properties. And the difference is on and off market. Off market is like you and I establishing a relationship. And you say, well, hey, Kai, I'm getting ready to sell my house, but I love I love you. You know, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to buy it first. Do you want to buy it? And I can literally just give you the cash. And, you know, we come up with a handshake agreement. Essentially, that's like it doesn't take a license. It doesn't take, uh, you know, these 12 page agreements to sell real estate, especially if you're trying to sell your own home. You can skip all of that for formality. Of course, you want to have agreements in place. That's why we still have agreements and contracts, you know, to make sure that we're protected. But they do not have to be 12 pages long. And that's just the pro tip. But obtain and understand these contracts. The more you understand it, the more you will get can prepare yourself for objections you may get thrown at you and just making the seller be more comfortable working with you if they have a question and you being able to properly answer their questions. Number three. This is very important. I'm going to put an asterisk on number three of step two, because um, most wholesalers that I know do not teach others how to do this. And this is where they fall short. A buyer's list. Obtain a buyer's list. Focus on the buyer's list. Focus on the buyer's list and then focus on deal flow. Even if you're not creating the opportunities yourself, you can connect. You can literally connect with other wholesalers, realtors, all types of people who are selling real estate off market all the time. You can connect with those people to bring deals to your lap and you can send them at least to your buyers. That's how you can make maybe a few thousand dollars here and there before you actually obtain a process for acquiring your own properties and acquiring your own deals. So buyers list and deal flow. Bank accounts and LLCs. This is now where you're going to establish an LLC and open up, I would say, maybe two to three bank accounts for your a newly established real estate business. Number three, step three, I should say. Step three is reading deals and make real-time analysis. This is the moneymaker. And the reason why this is the moneymaker is because just being able to do market analysis and, and, and underwriting deals is essentially what it is. This is something that hedge funds and other institutional buyers like banks and things, they hire people on salary to do this for a living. Like literally, this can make you 60 plus thousand dollars a year just underwriting and looking at deals and doing market analysis research. And you can do it virtually. 
you can do this virtually. So this is a moneymaker learning and understanding how to, you know, be very skillful with this. This was something that I very much paid so uh, a lot of attention on to and focusing my time in was underwriting and deal analysis, underwriting and understanding JV deals. What a JV deal is, it's a joint venture deal and not to get too technical uh, and just to keep it simple. Joint venture just means deals that are sent to you or deals that you send to other wholesalers or other investors that have off market properties. It is definitely a great way for networking, getting feedback, learning about the markets and making some extra cash on properties that you may not even have contracted. You can just bring a buyer to the table. So I love JV deals, especially for my students who just get started out. I love putting their attention on JV deals because they get to make some money while they're learning. Next, understanding or creating an underwriting checklist. You want the reason why you want to create a a checklist for your underwriting process is just to make sure that everything goes as planned and that you're following a system. It's all about processes and systems. Creating a process and system allows doesn't allow for you to miss certain things and it's great for duplication. Next, understanding the difference between the 70 percent and one percent exit strategy. An exit strategy is how you move deals, how investors want to acquire their properties. They may acquire it for a flip or they may acquire it for a rental. That's literally the difference between 70% and 1%. Lot and neighborhood analysis. This is important as well because you'll realize, especially with lots, not all lots are good lots. Not all lots are good lots. You have lots that are not buildable. You have lots in neighborhoods that don't have high after repair values or um, pretty much home home values. So, you know, I would definitely say another pro tip Stay away from lots that are in neighborhoods with uh, after repair or home value of less than three hundred thousand. Step four, step four, bulletproof executed dispo system. Again, it's all about systems and processes, right? So you want to focus on creating this bulletproof acquisition system and disposition system. What are the differences between the two acquisitions? On the one hand is how you acquire the acquiring of opportunities and properties and deal flow. Then you have, on the other hand, you have disposition. Disposition is how you dispose of the product, right? How you move the product. That is the pretty much the difference between the two departments. But now the key in this, in this step is you're establishing departments. You're establishing two separate systems, two separate entities, they're one entity, but two separate departments that operate on a totally different level than one another. Right. Totally different level than one another. Acquisition on one hand is like the heart. Right. It pumps the opportunity through the business. And disposition is more like the brain. It has to use a lot more strategy for, you know, identifying buyers, identifying realtors, identifying so forth and so on. Right. So that's the difference between the two. That's the importance of creating a bulletproof system for each one individually. You want to create a playbook for both acquisitions and for disposition and understand what a pipeline is and finding a way to properly manage your pipeline, which is which stage of each deal and how they go through each stage effectively. All right. And it wouldn't even hurt Another pro tip. I'm giving tons of pro tips out today, like like pieces of candy. It wouldn't even hurt for you to create an inbound process for how you receive joint venture deals as well. How to handle JV deals is the difference between you only making a little small wholesale fee to maybe even going 50 50 on certain deals as well. 
Step five, negotiation tactics 101. This is my favorite part of the program and a part of the playbook altogether because as I mentioned, negotiations is everything. It's a very, very, very transferable skill that is not only powerful for real estate, it's powerful if you want to you know, get the, the dream job that you want or you want to get a raise at work or you want to get a car at the price that you want. Negotiation tactics are how you do that. So this is where you want to definitely research what spin methodology is because you're going to be using a ton of spin methodology. Pro tip, get you a question bank of spin questions that you can use because they can be pretty much duplicatable and replicatable all across the board. And you want to find and effectively use leverage. This is where you learn how to use leverage. What is leverage? Leverage is any piece of information that can be used to prove your point, right? Leverage is positioning yourself above the seller or above the buyers as far as where their position is. Your leverage is, let's say your position is here and the seller's position is here. Right now, you guys are at a level playing field. The more leverage you get, the higher you climb and they pretty much stay the same. Or depending on how juicy the leverage is, they may even drop down a couple notches if we're, you know, for sake of the visual practice. Also, learning how to negotiate on both sides, buying and selling, because as a wholesaler or as a investor that is buying off market properties, it is about both negotiating with the seller as a buyer and negotiating with your buyers as a seller, because it's about getting in and getting out. Unless it's a buy and hold property for yourself, then it's most likely negotiated on the buying side. Step six. This one is very near and dear to my heart because it's named after me. Kai's off market lead gen accelerator, right? So I created this lead gen accelerator because it's a way for you to get started and get some skin in the game very early. You can literally start using free tools like Zillow, like Realtor, like Redfin, and scout neighborhoods that you want to invest in. Once you do that, you create a operational plan of some sort and you literally start going door to door, vetting out properties that are qualified for ones that you want to invest in. And you want to start talking. That's one way. Another way is using Calendly as a lead generator as well. This is for organic. You can post a Calendly booking, uh, you know, appointment booking link. Tell people that you buy ugly houses. Tell people that you buy all types of distressed properties and literally have people schedule calls from there. And also using field agents. I would definitely say finding a way to use field agents as your best friend. Right. Field agents are people that do pretty much tasks like taskers. You got things like TaskRabbit. You know, we use TaskRabbit at one point, too, for field agents outside of markets that we really run and have a lot of, you know, traction and foot traffic, foot traffic. So field agents can do things like run into properties to drop off postcards, run into properties to take photos for you, all types of things. You can literally outsource and pay somebody, you know, thirty dollars to, you know, to do do tasks like that. Contract the bag. That's step seven. Contract the bag. We like that word bag, right? Because this is the step where you really start to see the fruits of your labor. You really start to see uh, a lot of profits and huge gains with little to minimum money exhausted expenses, right? Contract the bag. The key steps that are important in this one, in this step is 
you know, learning how to set the proper expectations. That's always going to be key. Learning how to set the proper expectations, vetting transaction coordinators. Key. Uh, the key to that is what a transaction coordinator does is they manage all parties that are involved. There are about seven to 10 parties on a consistent basis to each property that comes across your desk from open from contract to close contract to bag. It's about seven to 10 parties involved, including yourself. So you want a transaction coordinator that can pretty much manage all those parties because the last thing you want to do is be chasing down people and keeping tabs on people where you need to be finding more deals. You need to be finding more deals and not creating deals. And that transaction coordinator can easily turn into you trying to create deals where if you focus in your time on finding deals, you're not too mad if a deal falls through because certain parties couldn't get their acts together because you got a lot of other opportunities pumping through. Next, you want to qualify closing attorneys. The importance of qualifying closing attorneys is pretty much having one that's on your side because a good closing attorney, you know, does a lot of great things for you. We close about 15 transactions every month with the same closing attorney to the point where we we pay little to nothing to close our properties with them. We pay, pay little to nothing. So imagine making twenty five, thirty five thousand dollars on a real estate deal and to have maybe two hundred dollars worth of expenses to play like field agents to go out to the property and things of that nature. It's very, very, very low expense, high return. Step eight. This is the final step of this whole playbook. And this is where you get to the empire part side hustle the empire. This is where you learn to reinvest your profits because you need to continue to make sure that the well oil machine is running, reinvesting your profits in your business, find strong, hard money lenders. Cause at this point it's about to be time for you to start actually investing into real estate. Now you don't have to worry about how you're going to save 45 to $60,000. You're going to have 45, 60, $160,000 in the bank by the time you get to the step. Now, On top of that, you also want to find trustworthy contractors and build a cold call team, because at this point you are going to find other endeavors, but you don't want to, you don't want to, again, it's all about keeping the well-oiled machine running. You don't want the thing to stop because when you stop business stops, but you, as you invest into these other endeavors, like flips or buying holds, you want to have a cold call team that is going to still continue to pump opportunities in your business. So that way you get to focus on those other endeavors without having to worry about or being worried that your business is stopping and opportunities stop flowing. So that right there is the eight steps that you can literally start researching, taking action, applying to your daily life now so that you can get into wholesaling ASAP. Right. Because the traditional way of jumping into real estate, I'm going to be honest, guys. It's trash and it's one sided. It is very one sided. People just like people say, go to school to get a good job, to pay for your school loans. It's just like people saying, go to become a realtor. Like that's like saying, go back to school. Right. Or become an investor. That's like saying you got to come from money or already have a lot of money, which most people don't have. The average I think 65% of Americans have a savings have a savings balance of less than $5,000. 65%, over 65% of Americans have less than $5,000 saved. So knowing that knowing that 
with less than $1,000, you can tap into real estate and make 15 to $25,000 in the first first three, three months. That's like, come on now. When I figured that out and I, and I actually was a product of that, like I didn't just learn about it. I didn't read on it. I'm not just like giving you guys some spiel of a YouTube video that I looked up. Like I'm giving you guys game of information that I've applied and learned and actually benefited from actually benefited from. So this whole concept of the traditional way of buying and selling real estate, being a realtor or being an investor is the only way in and the only way out is trash. Don't believe it. You can't get in the same way I got in, which is through wholesaling, right? You no longer need either. Just a mindset and a and the mental capacity to outdo yourself and outshine yourself every single day. As long as you say, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday, you can wholesale. You can do it. Like literally, wholesaling is not a new concept. As I mentioned, anything that is sold retail was bought wholesale from your Walmarts to your Amazons to your Shopify's. Like anything that is sold to you, anything that you buy retail. The person you bought it from got it at a wholesale price. Clothes, groceries, supplies, electronics, new homes. Homes is now like it is now up for grabs because you what the thing is and wholesaling does such a great justice to the economy, too. It stimulates it in a way that a lot of people don't think of and they don't give it credit because what wholesaling does is it moves. It, it, it reshuffles the pieces. Because it it got to a point where, especially in markets like Philadelphia, markets like Baltimore, got to a point where everything was gridlocked. Everything is like it was a point where nothing was for sale. Like you literally it was a drought. Everything was gridlocked to where every bit of land is is owned by something or somebody. But now you got to a point where people are selling properties off market and the types of properties that most likely are being sold off market are distressed properties, properties that people are in are either financially distressed or the home is distressed, which means that the home may, you know, needs, it has structural damages or it just needs a lot of repairs that the homeowners don't want to put in in order to sell because in order to put your property on the market, it does, you know, um, you know, for the most people who are looking on the mark on the market, on the MLS, on your retail platforms are most likely homeowners, like people who want to buy a home to live in it. Those are the people that are there. And prior to this episode, if you were to talk to your realtor about finding you a home and they took you to this rinky dink house that, you know, the floor was caving in, you know, didn't have any appliances that barely had a kitchen bathroom was torn up. You can be like, yo, what the heck is this? I got to put $50,000 into this property. That's why a lot of those properties not on market but you can buy them off market. And there are thousands, if not millions of people looking for properties like that and will spend more than what you can probably get it contracted for. And that's all wholesaling is. So pro tip of the day, again, two must reads negotiating real estate and never split the difference. With that being said, guys, I really, really, really hope that you got the pen, got the pad and you jotted some notes down and you're ready to apply some of these things today, right? Today. So that you can really change your life and your family's life and create some generational wealth and generational 
knowledge as well. Now, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show. As I always say, I'm really I'm really hoping and really praying that you took some great notes. As I said, the map and the vehicle literally was just given on today's episode. All you have to do is start and move out of park. All you got to do is get started. All you got to do is get going. And if today's episode brought you immense value, but still not enough to give you the confidence that you need to get going and get started, we do have a more class-like done-for-you experience. I don't want you to worry because what we're basically doing is holding your hand through all eight steps in a 12-week boot camp. Even giving you resources like the same scripts that I use, playbooks that I use, questionnaires that I use, everything that we use in our operation will literally be spoon fed to you and handed to you for you to apply and make it your own and start making money. You know, pretty much everything that you need to help you close your first 15K or more wholesale deal in 90 days or less. To learn more, all you have to do is visit the link in the show notes to schedule a call with either myself or a member of my team to learn more about the opportunity. Limited spots are available because this is a one-on-one and group coaching experience. So we can only accept but so many people. So do not slip. If this is something that you want a more class-like experience, like I said, everything can be self-taught. But if you want the guesswork, if you want all of the, the guessing to be taken out for you, you want the failing to be figured out for you, and you want somebody to walk you through the process, then you can visit the link in the show notes, schedule a call with either myself or a member of my team, and we will give you all the information that you need to make a decision and seeing if we are a good fit for each other. With that being said, guys, just remember to build focus, keep your momentum going, and drive results so you can live abundantly. My name is Kai Speaks. Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now, with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.